0: Hello everyone and welcome to Flawless, a music podcast. My name is Grant and I'm here with my co-hosts, George.
1: Hello music lovers. Yes,
0: and Liam. Hello team music. Here we go. I, I I didn't start it, but I'm keeping it going. Sure, let's keep it going. So everyone, each episode of Flawless, a host or a guest nominates an album that they think is flawless. And we discuss how they discovered it, what they love about it, and what makes it flawless for them. We've got a Facebook group, it's called Flawless Family and Friends, uh, Friends and Family. It's where we discuss all things, music that we love and that you love. And we post in there about upcoming episodes and what episodes are nominated. So you already know that this episode, we have a guest, is that right? I think, yeah. No, I don't, say, I don't say in there if it's gonna be guests or ah. not, but they
2: read it in the title, so yeah. So read in the
0: title, anyway, we'll get there. You can find the link to Flawless Family and Friends Ruining on Facebook here. on our show notes, sorry. <laughs> Um, of course, we've got a, a Patreon which is growing by the day. It's got a cap, limited cap of about a hundred thousand people. Yeah, so you soon. can uh, get in quick. Yeah. Okay, absolutely.
1: Bonus episodes. You need, That's right. You need to get in on bonus episodes and early episodes.
0: Yes, and you'll find out why we have this aha thing between George and I. <laughs> you can back us from as little as a, a dollar. <laughs> that one's up now, actually. People can. You, I know. You find out what it is. I played that for um, for Emma actually. So you can back us on said Patreon for from as little as a dollar a month, and you get early access to our episodes, access to our special bonus episodes, and that of course that warm fuzzy feeling inside that you're helping spread the flawless love. You Such
1: a warm f- feeling, exactly. so warm, so warm. I support our own Patreon.
0: As do I. <laughs> yeah. So yes, you can find us at Patreon.com forward slash FlawlessAMP now. Today we have guests. Would you like to introduce yourselves, please? Yes, my name is Nathaniel and I am one half of Brisbane
3: band Outer Falls. And I'm Matt and I guess I'm the other half of Brisbane band Outer Falls. So we're an indie electro pop duo for Brisbane. Mm-hmm.
1: And what do you do in each of these roles yeah. in your duo? Yes,
3: yeah, so I do the main vocals and the electric guitar. And I do all the backing vocals and all the keyboards and synths. We write the songs together. And we write the songs together. And nice. you
1: hire in a drummer, right?
4: We do. An amazing drummer called Baz. 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 Baz.
1: Baz. I'm in my head, that is Baz Luhrmann and no one else.
0: <laughs> no. There are a few other ones,
1: though. No. Nope. Baz Luhrmann is the drummer for Alter Falls. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
3: Just with, with long reddish hair. Red and, hair, and lots and lots of
2: energy. No, no wonder he's not formally in the band then. He's too busy. He's got so many other things to do. Yeah, <laughs>
1: drummers are everywhere. They never commit to a band. That's fine. That's cool. So yeah, we've got guests.
0: Yes, we do. But can we? We're actually late on this episode, aren't we? Could you want to have a declaration as to why we're a couple of
3: weeks late? Anyone here in this group of five today? <laughs> With plenty of warning, I I didn't want to ring you guys at 4 a.m. in the morning. But when my wife woke me up to say, "Hey, my waters have broken," I said two things: one, okay, we're having a baby today, and secondly, we're not doing a podcast today—literally <laughs> <laughs> day off. And, and here we are, here just short of t- two weeks tomorrow. Mm-hmm. For two weeks, it, we pushed it out by two weeks. So, thank you, guys. But yes, little Arabella entered the world on the Arabella. day a podcast was supposed to happen. No. So. So not, na- not named Flawless, but you know we'll take that in our She's pretty flawless. That's okay. Yeah. Can go. I just
1: point out that your wife is one forgiving person yeah. to have three kids, including a newborn, whilst you're out playing podcast tonight. Oh, she's
3: too good. <laughs> Here we go. Special Absolutely. thanks
2: to her then. Yes. Excellent. <laughs> Where can now, people find out about Good question.
4: Yes, so all the normal social media. No, not
1: all the normal social media. Oh, yes,
4: not for you. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I agree. Not. That, no, what, what is normal well, nowadays? Normal would be it's Facebook and
4: Instagram. Um, maybe the not normal for you would be TikTok and Twitch. Yeah. And is that about it? That's about it. You yeah. can also um, find us on our website, which is outofallsmusic.com.
0: Cool. cool.
4: Somebody
1: nice. 10 years older than me explained TikTok to me, and then I felt sad about myself. <laughs> <laughs>
3: But you got it. You understood it.
1: I understood it. It's and basically
3: then... Instagram. You're just not watching videos, You're uh, I- images. You're watching videos.
1: I know. And I decided that I don't have, an, I have so much on in my life. I don't need to add that <laughs> to the things that I do to scroll through to distract me from running two businesses. So, yes. But I won't be following your TikTok, but I will be following <laughs> you around Brisbane, just haunting <laughs> you instead. <laughs> So there we go. So- Good
0: chat. Yeah. <laughs> have we gone to the album? Pictures? Yeah, Yes. Yeah. Let's get yeah. there. I was going to say, the, we have guests. Come on, we've got guests, and I'm hoping you guys have brought an album that we could have listened to.
4: Absolutely. So we have chosen Sam Fender's Hypersonic Missiles as a flawless
0: album. Dodge kids, hot balloons in the parking lot. The gold arches illuminate the business park. I eat myself to death, feed the corporate machine. I watch some movies, recite every line and scene. God bless America and all of its allies I'm not the first to live with all over my eyes I am so blissfully unaware of everything Ooh,
4: silence. Oh, silence. oh, someone yeah. from...
1: Excuse me, it's someone from my homeland Yes Thank uh, you uh, very much It's frustrating,
0: much. isn't yeah. it? <laughs> Yeah, why you know what already, George. Yeah, well, exactly. Yeah,
2: where were
1: <laughs> you on this one, George? <laughs> Sorry about that. I have a backlog. <laughs> so why? So, I
2: was going to say debut solo album from English musician Sam Fender released 13 September 2019 on Polydor. Debuted number one on the UK charts, number one on the Scottish charts, and number six on the Irish charts. Sold over 41,000 copies in the first week on the UK charts. It was the 11th best-selling vinyl album of 2019. As of October 2021, album sold over 230,000 copies.
1: Vinyl. Fucking vinyl. vinyl, fucking vinyl,
2: Yeah, vinyl, which is awesome. So yeah, how did you guys discover Sam Fender? Yes. Although I assume it was just on the radio and he was everywhere.
4: Yeah, um, that was a couple of years ago, and I was just listening to a Spotify um, radio actually, and the song "Dead Boys" came on. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Oh and wow! And it just instantly hit me, and I was that like, "That would be a lot. Yeah, is an amazing song. Um, and so then I told Matt about it, and. Um, I think you there's a particular song that you really liked. Wasn't yeah, there? the
3: the very first well, really uh, the first song I checked out wasn't actually on this album. Uh, it mm. was another. It was on his other album. It was all on my side, um, which and EP, yeah, it, it, yeah. And it, that song in particular hit me enough to go right. I need to check this guy out more, mm-hmm. and then listen to Hypersonic Missiles and went. Yep, that's it. Lock it away. Lock it in. He's great. I'm listening cool. to him. It's perfect. Great. Nice. Okay. <laughs> so you didn't necessarily hear it when it first came Was that when it first came out? Or I'm not sure. I don't think so. Just a Spotify
0: radio. Then. Yeah. 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 So, and Dead yeah. Wars. Yeah. It, nice.
3: it, must have been, it must have been pretty, pretty early I think. Pretty early on because it, the album was released in 2019. Mm. And so it must have been within the first six months of it being released. Would yeah. have had to have been. Mm.
1: So it came up on Polydor, who have like The Who, Motorhead, Jam, and... Take that, Girls Aloud, plus, like, on the indie side track, they have Elbow, Bright Eyes, and Snow Patrol, which Mm -hmm. made a lot Mm -hmm. more sense to me when (laughs) I was listening to Sam Fenders. Yeah. So, yeah, and I was like, yep, that was cool. So he got his first guitar when he was 10, Mm -hmm. but he learned to sing... To Jeff, a new, a new Jeff Buckley's it. grace oh, no. when he was 14 <laughs> oh, years old.
0: Nice. I'm like it's a rig. This is a, this is a, yeah. a G app, you know? <laughs> you, you said you haven't listened to our previous episodes, and then you bring this previous yeah,
1: flawless
2: nominee. Jeff I Buckley. nominated
1: Jeff Buckley yeah. and these two said no. Oh
0: no,
2: why? did you say no? I thought they both I thought,
1: said no. He I said, Grant
2: said, said yes. It. I said no. No, he
1: said no because um he went from Corpus Christi into dream. Whatever. I'm amazed that you and remember you, that well. And you said that it. And I thought you'd love it because it sounds like Led Zeppelin. But you said no, it didn't. It, it was anyway, too much for a juxtaposition. Getting bogged down a little bit here. <laughs> anyway, so <laughs> you could have just uh, said he's got just directed plugs. at Liam. Yeah. Okay.
0: Well, I like it when you go to Liam more than four no. I was six.
1: more disappointed in Grant on that occasion. So uh, he has him. a
0: flawless voice.
1: So um, he does. <laughs> so we we're not quite sure. So um, I guess Liam. Sam fenders
2: um, this album I had yeah no nev- I'd never heard of him me neither and I listening to it I'm like this has got to be like mainstream Australia stuff surely this did really well here in Australia and how have I never heard this guy even his name before but somehow I had never heard like I feel like I've got half an inkling of hearing his name, but I'm not sure that means anything, or if I'm just like it, looking at a name Fender, now, going his surnames Fender, yeah, mm. like Fender,
0: <laughs> and he <laughs> plays a Fender yeah. sponsored no, um,
2: no, so yeah, no idea, hadn't heard of him before, didn't know what he sounded like. Um, the second part of the story about learning to sing it for when he was fourteen. Um, was all, That was also the same age when he was introduced to Bruce Springsteen's Born to Run and Darkness at the Edge of Town.
1: No shit.
2: Which is something we'll definitely be coming back to. <laughs> but yes, I had not heard of Sam Fender at all.
1: And he was discovered by Owen Davies, who was the manager for Ben Howard, the, who was very mm-hmm. big at the time. And he was in a pub. And he ended up supporting uh, Willie Mason and then Howard. But then he became sick. For two years, because mm. he has autoimmune disorders, as do I, and he has ADHD, as do I. So I was like, and he's from England, as am I. So I was like, <laughs> <You relatable>. related. <laughs> yeah, basically
0: related. Again. And we're basically the your, same person. We hmm. are. We, are you? Are you Sam
1: Vender? I am not Sam Vender, but um, I was also brought up in poverty um, and had um, a sickly parent um, and uh, played guitar. But I am not Sam Vender, and I have not um, played Glastonbury. As recently as this year. Actually, no, he missed Glastonbury, but supported Bob Dylan and Neil Young in Hyde Park. So I've um, not done that with my autoimmune and ADHD. Yet. <laughs> <laughs> yet.
0: It's yes. still time.
1: But no. So oh. I had heard yeah, Sam sure, Fender. Yeah, you'd, you'd heard of him? Yeah, definitely. And I'd mm. heard hypersonic missiles, but I hadn't heard the record. So this is the first time that I'd heard the record because I'm not that great at listening to music that's modern, that's not hardcore punk. So um, uh, this... Wasn't in the wheelhouse of hardcore punk, as we'll discover. Um, however, it's in the wheelhouse of things George needs to listen to.
2: Cool, grunt. No, 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 of no, course no. Sam not. Fender.
0: No, 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 no. Sam Fender. Not completely out of your wheelhouse. I wouldn't have. No, it's not. Yeah, um, but I don't know what no, I was doing. Just hadn't. Just never got there. Right. Um. So yes. Cool. Very pleasantly surprised. Thank you for bringing it. it
4: yeah. Yeah. Um, Has
2: have you seen him live? Has he toured Australia?
4: He has toured Australia in 2019, I think, but didn't come to Brisbane. Okay. Splendour and the grass, not see him, wasn't it? Yeah.
3: But we want to see him. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, I, I think d- so. We, we'd, we'd support him, really. <laughs> okay. yeah. 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 <laughs> I don't think we'd say he no. Needs. <laughs> Sam, if you listen. listening. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, nice. yeah, that, that
0: classic cool. thing cool. where
2: it was Splendour and Melbourne and Sydney as a tour. Oh, come, I hate come it. Come to Brisbane, guys. I hate uh, it when well.
1: they do that. But when I go to Splendour, I wear a lot of glitter. So, it's the only time I do it. Right. Because my partner won't let me. Yeah.
2: <laughs> so as much as it's a one-person name, mm. he does have a full band behind him for the album. Do you have the details there of who who's on the album? Who I, plays? I don't. Not in front I of me. I do. Okay. Sam Fender is on vocals and guitar. Tom Ungerer on bass. Drew Michael on drums. And Joe Atkinson on synthesizer. And then Johnny Blue Hat Davis and John War on saxophone.
4: So we do know something about is it John Moore that you say? Yeah. So he, he's he Sexo- is the saxophonist for the nineteen seventy five. Okay, nice. Yeah. So he played on I'm trying to think which song it was. Um, it's about halfway down the album. But the rest was played by the, the blue hat guy. The blue hat guy, yeah. cool,
2: <laughs> awesome.
1: Blue Hat
2: guy. So yeah, it was rated, uh, Clash Magazine called it the 13th best album of the year, Gigwise called it the 14th, The Independent called it the 20th and The Enemy called it the 38th best album of 2019. So lots of people signing off on the album, which opens with Hypersonic Missile, which was also the first single and I think really gives you a really good introduction. If you've never heard him before and you're wondering if he might be for you, just listen to that song because by the end of that song, you'll know one way or another if if he's going to be for you.
1: Absolutely. Um, so in that one, that is... So he's from North Shields. So does anyone here know where North Shields is? East. North. So it's in the northeast, and it's on the coast of Newcastle. So Newcastle's quite run down anyway, but North Shields is one level below that. It is a really like bad shithole of a place to be from. Um, and everyone there is living in abject poverty, pretty much, and it was like a rundown, like, dock kind of town and stuff like that, and um, it is not a great place to grow up. So um, we talk about Springsteen, because we're going to have to, yeah, but Springsteen's will. first job was being Springsteen. So he sings about being the working-class man, but he's never actually had a job as a working-class man, whereas Sam... Has lived it and breathed it, and then wrote about it, and has also been sick, and then has brought to life what Springsteen has tried to do. Like, um, and well, do oh, has done. Tried to do
0: like he didn't do it.
1: No, but he's done it. But he, <laughs> he didn't but live it. He did
0: not live it. It's not experience. He's, he's, not, not, he's ex- not. singing not from experience, no. is he? As but he's singing the from the experience
2: of growing up in it. Like, it's not like he was just like looking. Like he was in some rich family looking at the working class was people. Affluent, huh? was he I don't know no he wasn't he grew up he grew up bruce springsteen grew up poor like just because he hasn't been working class as an adult doesn't mean he yeah. wasn't he wasn't in the working class lifestyle
1: okay well um i guess sam's kind of situation was like quite um difficult like mm, very difficult. extreme um and uh he writes about it and he writes on behalf of other people mm. which he does in the album
2: so he went back to Northfield and built a studio Polydor gave him the money to build a studio in, in his hometown so that he could oh, record in his hometown
1: that's
3: which nice. is
2: really cool and then also worked with his uh, was produced by Bramwell Bronte so who was a longtime friend and a producer even though Polydor were like oh we could get to someone really famous and he was like no this you know I've worked with this guy he's my friend I'd really much rather work with my friend rather than bringing some
3: big-name producer and he keeps referring back to that as well as kind of like um, on an interview I watched uh, recently with him um, was saying, like, he can go and play all around the world and he gets to travel the world and see. But when he comes home, he's like, this is where I record. This is home for me. Like, mm-hmm. it's almost like this excitement. Like, this is, yeah, I'm in, I'm in my place. So to have the studio there was, yeah. That's yeah, awesome. Yeah, it was great.
1: Nice. Okie dokie. So, yeah. Um it opens with hypersonic missiles,
0: mm-hmm. and I wrote Springsteen E Street Band.
2: Yeah, yeah, <laughs> absolutely. O- he, he he borrows from a few different phases of East of Springsteen across his the album, yeah. different part of Springsteen's career, which is completely fine. Because I don't mm. I don't think he's trying I to hide to it. it pre- pre- that. No, yeah, 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 I don't think he's trying to pretend he's doing it differently either. I think he's very open about it.
1: Absolutely. Well, he well he literally sings.
2: Lyric buddies.
0: Lyric buddies. I got
2: that one. So lyric buddies is where we've both written down the, the exact same lyrics. So
0: absolutely. if we've so
2: written, if we've written some... down anything you say, you can jump, jump in with the lyric buddies as well. Awesome. But yeah, that's yeah, um, yeah really cool. So lines. he's
1: owning up to the fact like all this shit's happening. Yes. But he he doesn't know the, doesn't have the answers. Yeah. That he just knows it's the, the shit's happening,
2: mm-hmm. which we've covered in music in different musicians before. Lots is of... like lots of musicians <laughs> like here's all the world's problems. But I'm not, you know, I'm not smart enough or the person to think to I'm to have the answers. I'm not going to yeah. put myself up as the person who has the answers. I'm just going to, I guess, if you maybe didn't think this was as big a problem as it is, maybe I can help drag you to that place, but I'm not going to be able to fix things for you. Yeah. Which is, yeah, can be really cool.
1: Um, so we've got Johnny Blue Hat Davis on sax. Um, but Springsteen, it was Clarence, wasn't it?
2: Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah,
1: okay. So there was such a Springsteen vibe when I first listened to like the song again. I was just like, yeah. You've got a saxophone and you've got like power rock, and it's just like awesome and does not sound. And He sings in his native accent mm. as well, yeah, which is nice. Like, he doesn't try and Americanize it or he doesn't try to like Englishize it like anything. He does his um, his pronunciation as a South Shields boy, mm. which is really important to me. So, mm. that's good.
2: You guys want to talk about some of your favorite songs from the album? We've got lots
3: of notes there, which we always Jeez. appreciate. Look at that. Look at essays. Yeah, care, <laughs> Nathaniel. was lucky like care. <laughs> like I, I know there was a lot of talk about Springsteen, which is awesome, but um, let's not forget Tom Petty as well, because mm-hmm. I, I, oh, from yeah. my side of things as well, that was there was a big influence on me with listening to the the album. The, I remember back the first time I listened to it from beginning to end, and I love as much as I love Bruce Springsteen, Tom Petty is sort of an artist that I would put. In more the favorite category personally for me. Mm-hmm. So, that was there was a lot of influence in that. And again, that was another thing, not just going, I know we'll get into individual tracks, but as a whole, like the influences coming out of Tom Petty and a lot of the other kind of those same bands that were around in the, I guess, the 70s, even early 80s. And even like Fleetwood Mac, Dire Straits, even as well. Like, there's little, those little, again, syncopated rhythms that he mm-hmm. does in, in a lot of the tracks as well. So yeah, while there's a lot of talk about Springsteen, which is awesome, let's not forget Tom Petty. Let's get to yeah. the yeah. point for me <laughs>
0: smoke another joint. <laughs> <laughs> you know what is uh, it? For me
3: it's just because I know Springsteen really well, but I don't know
2: oh, Tom Petty that well. Yeah. So well, for me, like if it, if it does sound like one a lot of those I like artists i well, wanted to see yeah. and just
3: never
4: will. So mm. there's also a lot of modern influence as well, like mm. uh War on Drugs. Yep. I feel mm. like there's some there's some mm. stroke when I say modern, you know, still twenty years ago. But, yeah. you know the strokes
0: definitely has Um, some of the tracks has that kind of vibe in it and if I may because I like to impress my co-hosts with my in-depth knowledge and how some songs sound like other songs (laughs) if I may talk about Saturday which is one of my personal favourites there is a movie which people of our age um, may remember and (laughs) now it's escaped me with Woody Harrelson and um, Natural Born Killers forgive me okay and there is a song called uh, Sweet Jane by the Cowboy Junkies, which sounds incredibly um, similar to that song. Saturday. To Saturday, yes. Sweet Jane by the Cowboy Junkies. I would love to, any of the listeners, the thousands, tens of thousands of them, <laughs> want to compare Cowboy Junkies on the, the Natural Born Killer soundtrack. Sounds, I think, quite similar. Go home and yeah, have a listen. Dig that one up. George, do, you, do um, you want to tell us
2: about Saturday? Loved it, but yes, I think it's ticking a few of your boxes.
1: The working class hero.
2: Yeah, no, no, yeah. the the other bits.
1: Uh, the key change.
2: Key changes, hand claps on the chorus. Hand claps on the chorus. <laughs> and a, and yeah. a male female oh. and a male female choir yeah, doing harmonising behind it,
1: singing to 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 each other. Yeah, like at parties, <laughs> like yeah. So, so a quadruple and tick. And yeah. they did all of that in three minutes.
0: Yeah, yeah, they got through a lot.
1: Got through it's, quite it's a, not a lot possible. in three minutes.
0: Surely, could not be.
1: Yeah, so um really quickly sung lines as well like mm. so like powered through mm. like um it's so a great track, he does man. a mixture of like drawls and like quickly sung um but um, yeah uh, yeah, he cracks through in uh, in Saturday so that's good however can I actually drop to one that really hit me in the face which was called white privilege mm-hmm So, um, I own my white privilege as much as I can, Mm -hmm. I try and strive a lot, Um, and I tick the boxes of being a woman in a male-dominated environment and being disabled and being queer, which are all things that work against me in a normal environment. However, I'm white, I'm white passing, and he owns his whiteness. And he even sings...
0: The patriarchy is real The proof is here in my song I sit and mansplain every detail Of the things it does wrong Cos I'm a white male Full of shame
1: my ancestry is evil And that
0: evil is still not gone
1: And he sings so, it like Jeff Buckley. So
2: when he first sang that I was actually a bit worried that he was mocking that position. That he was actually saying... The, the, the white that I was worried that he was actually saying that it doesn't exist, and he was like, "Oh, of course we know it exists because I'm here," and like in a mocking kind of way. But then afterwards, I read an interview where he says um, his white privilege has affected my success. Definitely, white boy with a guitar, fucking great original. Here comes another one. Yeah. So I'm like, okay. So when I, like when I first heard the song, I never heard it, hadn't talked about it at all, and I was a bit worried that he was actually mocking that position. But then when I heard him talk about it, I was like, no, no, it's okay. He is
3: accepting that that's his. Yeah, talking about it in a real in real terms, not in mocking terms. We may have read the same interview because yeah, one of my notes here said to to mention that you know he's he's admitted that look he knows even though he's grown up and had a tough, Mm. you know he he still acknowledges that he's still a privileged white male, Mm -hmm. um, and he's got a guitar and he gets to Mm. do yeah, he, so, yeah mm.
1: him, he talks about brexit in a number one album
3: yeah
1: <laughs> <laughs> like that's got to be a first but yeah. it was almost that whole song was almost like a lo-fi americana kind of track
2: because it was yeah it was just him and a guitar like there wasn't a big sound behind it it was just him and the no. guitar and then a male choir at the end yeah. But even with just that, it still feels like a fleshed out song. Like we've done stuff where it's like someone will do a song which is just one person on a guitar and it really like it stops that momentum almost. Like it's a real showstopper. Whereas it still feels as fleshed out as the rest of the stuff on the
0: album. It still has a lot of energy. Yeah, totally. Yeah.
2: And it goes out with the repeated mantra of their evil is still not yeah. gone.
0: Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I had the, you know, at the, the, your back end of I want to be, sorry, I want to be anybody with me and then he goes to to that one. At the mm. Yeah, absolutely. The evil is still not gone.
2: Almost, I didn't really think about it, but now that I'm thinking about it, like that's the tattoo line. So sometimes I, I look for a line in an album, like if I was going to get a tattoo of a lyric, that would be the lyric. Mm. <laughs> and I think that would be the one, but it'd be a bit depressing. So maybe, maybe <laughs> not. We need to
1: listen back to all over 100 episodes because Liam's had quite a few tattoo lines I have.
2: Yeah. <laughs> yes. I haven't actually done any of them yet. That's no, the, that's true. It, like, makes it, it makes it very easy to, do, to say it when I don't know. You'll have, have, have to a novella theory. by the end yeah. of
1: this. <laughs> so that's fine. Um, but you mentioned Nathaniel dead boys Mm. so can we choose to not mention it or are we gonna have to address that song
2: no i think we should address
1: it yeah so that's an impactful song so Mm. it was actually on an ep before the album um and released and um on the ep it like charted to number 37 on the UK vinyl chart, just the Dead Boys EP. Mm-hmm. So um, Dead Boys is desperately sad. Would somebody else like to distract? Yeah, me? so
2: Nathaniel, you said it was a song that you'd heard, that was the first one you'd heard, so tell us your sort of experience with it.
4: Yeah, absolutely. So, yeah, it's, it certainly hit me in the heart as soon as I heard it um, in the delivery of his vocal. Um, mm-hmm. And he actually said um, that he was trying to decide whether he should put it on the album, just given... Um, what it's about. It's so it's the essentially, theme, yeah. yeah, the theme. So basically, it's about one of his friends who committed suicide uh, when he was younger, um, and then not long after, someone that he wasn't friends with but knew um, through other friends uh, who also committed si- suicide, and basically talks about, um, you know, h- how prevalent that is in the U- in the UK. Um, I think he said that. Um, it's the big, biggest killer of men under the age of 45 mm-hmm. and takes about 84 lives a week. Yeah. Um, so he was very hesitant about releasing it and he actually took it to his management team and said, um, you know, I've got this song. Um, I'm not sure if it you know, feels appropriate to release it. And mm-hmm. they actually started to, to divulge some information about um, their own experiences.
0: Um, and one of his management team was interesting. Eh? Yeah, that his his father had his conversations that you wouldn't. He wouldn't, wouldn't have had, had other if exactly if he hadn't
4: done it. Hadn't brought it up. Absolutely. Yeah. So he said, overwhelmingly, it's been the right thing to do, and he's had nothing but positivity come out of it. Um, he actually tells this story, which I thought was fascinating. Was about six months after the event, he got this letter, um, basically saying that there's this he was, um, there was this guy on the way to commit suicide, um, driving his car off, a car off a bridge. And he was, do- Sam Fender was doing an interview and this guy happened to hear the On the, the radio at the, the, the time. Like yeah. He got out of the car, basically wept for three hours on the side of the road, drove home and basically said to his wife, I need to get some help. Um, Amazing, that's a, awesome. Wow. And so he now says that doesn't matter how many records he sells, doesn't mm. matter how many stadium tours. You know, lots. he's done it. This is that was the best moment in his music career and probably f- will be forever. Yeah. Pretty so yeah, powerful awesome. stuff.
1: That's incredible. Because, mm. like, in it, there's the, uh, the frantic finger-picking and that synthy organ and then that high-pitched, uh, like, urgent, wispy vocals. Um, the drums come rushing in and then there's a big lift, like Arcade Fire,
2: Mm -hmm. as the full band comes in
1: yeah like and it's just like this really impactful moment on a really like powerful subject um with relentlessly repeating his the lyrics um about the dead boys um it was just like a really huge thing with but then it's got a softer outro like Mm -hmm. to calm you down like Mm -hmm. before you move into you're not the only one but like yeah it was just it was a really impactful song and it was like under three and a half minutes long
2: so it's got the line in there (laughs) I think there's a huge there's like when I as an Australian I feel the same way like, yeah, like sure. so much of Australian culture is predicated around alcohol and consumption of alcohol that it's probably hiding a lot of the similar things that he finds is hiding it in his English culture as well is so that that's that's our go-to is like don't talk about your feelings just go and have a drink and have a beer and don't worry about it and everything will be fine Push like, it down. Push it yeah down. so I think that was really it really hit me at that line
1: yeah definitely so yeah so that one was hard but actually Really impactful because it is the highest cause of death mm. for males under yeah. forty-five. So he did something, and he was only like twenty-something when he released this album. He's an old mm. solo, though. Hey,
0: Absolutely. yeah, I think so. It, so yeah, you can flip it, guys. Yeah, for know. a debut album, um, it's incredible. And and I think for mine, and, and not, um, I think to write the music that it isn't all dawa. And but the theme that the, what he what he sings to is heavy themes is is a real special like, gift or, or like mm-hmm. he's, I think he's done particularly well around that because I don't you don't necessarily there's serious serious themes but the the, the music that underpins it isn't necessarily down and no. and depressing and, and shit you know for like um, yeah so I, I took a lot from from that as well I mean that's a you know very very heavy themes across across all of it and yet yeah, musically it's it, it must take be, it some guts to time. do it.
3: It must take some guts for him to do it as well. Like yeah. So, yeah. like you know, the, there's I guess we were only talking on the way in tonight. Like, you know, it, we live in a world where you in in some in a lot of ways you got to be really careful what you say mm-hmm. and come out yeah. with publicly and particularly with him on a platform the size that he's got. You know, it must take. Well, yeah, he had the, that meeting with his management to to talk about this particular song, but just. Yeah, it must it must take some guts and some confidence for him to be like, no, this is, mm. I this is what I stick up for and what I what I believe yeah. in and what what my views are and this is what what I believe the the you issues see, are. Said, That's yeah. it. to yeah. talk discussed about. it, it. Yeah. All sung about. Good yeah. on yeah. You. And it's interesting then because he like because it's a
2: debut. so It's not like he got super famous and then was like these are yes. things I want to talk yeah, about. He was be. Like mm. I'm going to sing about these things and maybe at the start he was like I'm going to sing about these things because you know 30 people in my hometown will probably hear this record and that'll be it. And then suddenly he's a world beater and like playing to huge crowds in Glastonbury and all that sort of stuff. And he's got to like, he probably took him by surprise, like, oh, okay, I've really got to lock in on this stuff now because it's going to be
0: a huge, such a huge audience. Absolutely. But it's, it's um it's also, I mean, credit to the producers then or his management when he takes something like that, that is so, you know, raw or revealing, um, you know, as a song and they say, yeah, go, you know. Mm. And, and Absolutely. They, and they, not only do they share their stories so to whatever degree is, you know, it's been reported, but to say, no, put it on. yeah. Mm. Um,
4: A lot of the interviews he was doing early on as well were, um, I saw one on Channel 4, um, which I think the BBC BBC Mm, in the mm -hmm. UK. Um, There was a morning television, probably from um, closer to where he lives, I think. Um, And so he's talking about these big issues, you know, on national TV to an audience which is not necessarily a music-loving audience. Mm -hmm. Um, So I I do find him incredibly brave to be bringing up some of those topics, particularly in the cancel culture that we have.
1: Yeah, well, Mm. in Play God... He literally sings the lyrics. So this guy is thinking about his own poverty and growing up and then he's thinking about the bigger issues and he's, and it's literally called hypersonic missiles. Mm-hmm. Thinking about like the fear of those things happening.
2: Yeah, um, going military establishments and stuff.
1: Absolutely, and there were in Newcastle, which is like fifty miles from South Shield there were huge um, like Syria and Middle East invasion like protests and stuff that were going on that he would be impacted by, and he's turned that into a song um, called Play God. Mm-hmm. Like that's a really big deal to like like to have the balls to actually call it that and then to sing about such an issue. Mm. It's really impactful.
2: So that one front loads the bass as well. So there's a really cool yeah. bass line all the way through it. And these little staccato guitar pits all the way through but mostly the bass is holding sort of the rhythm and the melody all the way through it, which is it was cool to have a song like instrument wise uh, they're all quite, a lot of them are quite similar so that one was nice to have something a little bit different in the mix as well
4: mm-hmm. apparently that one was recorded on some very dodgy equipment and, oh, okay. and done on the fly and done on the fly right. yeah when I say dodgy equipment just not the equipment you would go to an expensive studio for just yeah. Yeah, very much home studio mm-hmm. equipment so sweet
1: well it's almost gospel and I liked that mm. like it was very ballsy very um, white man in his 20s to come out with all of that are there other songs, boys?
3: For for me, the one that jumps out as, as my favourite on the track it would be Will We Talk. Oh, oh, yeah, yeah. We, yeah. I think anyone who can bring in a glockenspiel or bells or whatever yeah. <laughs> instrument right? it is that he, yeah. he uses there, I think well done yes. um, and just great energy. Like it's just, yeah, he just brings so much emotion but the energy and the drive of that song, that's the one that sticks out for me. As, yeah. If I had to pick one, that's it. Nice.
2: Mm. I thought it sounded like a triangle. I wasn't sure if it was a Glockenspiel. I totally heard
1: Glockenspiel.
2: Okay, cool. Great, I so.
1: underlined it. it um, big, so. big sort of
2: E Street sounds, it's, like big sort of yeah. party, party vibe sort of thing. Yeah, it made me, dance
1: with me, darling. Yeah. yeah. It made me think, absolutely, that the chorus is one for the sweethearts.
0: When she said.
3: I again. think presented more around of the, the one night stands I think which is something so, yes. he admits you know that was quite common sort of from yeah. when he grew up
2: yeah so. I'm not sure it is a sweetheart I think I think it's like I if, we, it's if, we, go, if yeah. we go home awesome. together if it'll just be a home, meaningless thing and in the morning we just go out ways and we don't talk but that's mm.
1: what she's being sweet about like if you dance with me will you take me home and mm. like, was, if,
2: if you take me home will we talk in the morning so she's yeah. expecting him to maybe just dump her like in the morning just start ignoring her and telling her and, mm.
1: to fuck off yeah I don't know I did, <laughs> it didn't feel romantic to me I thought ah, the,
2: the music weird. a lot through the album was all quite up, could be quite upbeat sometimes yeah. Yeah. but the themes were always quite yeah darker
1: like two people which is literally about him hearing a DV relationship through the walls mm-hmm. and wrote a song about it and, like, the whole concept is that the town that he's in is a mess.
2: Yeah. So mm. that was a very Springsteen song of, like, mm. I guess, funneling that so that the working class stuff then funnels more working class stuff. So young people having Psychical. children too young and then they their children have children too young and it just the cycle stuff continues. Yeah. So in that one he says...
1: Two people under budgets Two
0: children raising children same mistakes keep building It's
1: a mess of one it's down. It's a mess of one it's down. Lyric Buddies Nice <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah Two children raising children mm. is just like such a concept for yeah. some yeah. of the working class towns mm-hmm. and like nothing going well for them um, uh, There's um, But Call Me Lover is more bluesy and moves into a clap along gospel choir chorus Mm. but this one sounds like a radio song um and it has strings so i I I
4: wrote this a synthy orchestral flourish yeah Yeah. so this song apparently he wrote in five minutes so he had a pub gig and he didn't have much material he only had four songs and he's like well i need some more material so he's like okay let me quickly write a song before going on stage turns out that song was the one that the the fans loved the most or the crowd loved the most. Nice. Wow. Um, Under pressure. Yeah, yeah, and one of his very early songs. And um, he didn't necessarily think it should go on the album, but his early fans really kept saying, you know, is this song going to be on the album? And he thought, well, to do the right thing by his fans, he'll put the song on the album.
2: So did you say what it was about, the song
4: specifically? Um, Or what it was inspired by? So he said it's loosely based. So it was interesting. Most of his songs he um he says a fictional yeah um but are inspired by a relationship that he's seen or or something that he's yeah. observed um and he said this one is a song about infidelity and being 19 loosely based on someone who was married and she got out of it and started knocking around with a young <laughs> and it's and that's it simple as that is what yeah he said.
2: so i had inspired by an affair with a married woman that fender had at 19 oh, so okay. i, I Interesting. the the, the uh-huh. virgin i said that it was something that he did had had happened to him and he sort of obviously warped it into a story but yeah which makes sense
1: for the lyrics we will break under circumstance in the heat of it all Mm -hmm. so yeah
3: and a lot of people say that your best songs are written in five minutes right so maybe that's why the fans liked it yeah Mm -hmm. yeah
1: liked it so much so um lee fast the next one another nod to buckley in that one yeah for the intonation yep the melodies of the two instruments complement each other. Mm. So um what I wrote down was um, for Lee Fast, I can imagine him in a bar in Byron Bay, like describing a hellish poverty landscape trapped in its ways and he had to get away. And it's just like this sort of thing. So um he sings... <laughs> Which is definitely out there as real.
2: I had that plus the extra line, the line after that, which is a selfish little baby with no responsibility watching people die in the cold. Nice. So, yeah, just, mm. yeah, lots of social problems that he's witnessing and putting into his songs. And
4: he said, um, there was an old bloke in the pub one night that said to him, leave fast or stay forever. Um, and he's, and then later on, he read an article which uh, listed his hometown as one of the worst places in the world to live. So he's he's very um, he said he's very proud of the Northeast. He said it's mm. rough, it's ready, uh, rough and ready, but it has its beauty, has one of the best beaches in the country.
1: Um, it's not wrong.
2: It's going to be one of the things where you know it's terrible, but you're the only one who's allowed to call it terrible because you're from there exactly. and you, exactly. you also see you're it's gonna, good side as well so. yeah you want to protect it and, yeah um,
4: and defend it absolutely
1: mm. well I lived in Yorkshire for 13 years so I'm, I'm allowed to say <laughs> all sorts about that area.
2: and I'm only <laughs> saying it's bad because he said it was bad so I'm yeah, <laughs> echoing his fine. words rather than stating my own opinion um, the borders number two straight yeah. off the bat mm. I love which is one of my favorite ones Another sort of that retro 80s sound um, lots of sort of broken families and violence between them and you know people being brothers or stepbrothers and sort of thing so he says um that Idea of like people marrying people and families, and you know, fights over money and inheritances and stuff like that. And like what would normally be sort of quite low key family squabbles get violent and become actually about life and death because that's mm. the only way people can get it by. Can get by
1: in one of the meanings around that song, it was related to um his godmother's suicide, okay, which would talk to the inheritance. Mm. Mm -hmm. and stuff like that, which is um, desperately sad. But there is an epic guitar solo outro. Yeah,
2: there's, like, three guitars doing different things to finish.
1: Yeah, into, like, brushing noises for, like, one and a half minutes of a Mm. five and a half minute song Mm. with a sax solo and gang vocals. (laughs) Fucking love gang vocals. So, uh, yeah, so, like, for jingly guitar fun times, it's about some really difficult subject.
4: Mm, He he actually said it's his favourite song. But oh he doesn't nice. really talk about it, from from my right. understanding. It's okay. a song that he won't go into detail about the meaning of it. Right. Um,
0: yeah. Cool. It's but but pretty it, literal. I mean, isn't it? To too much. That's rubbish. true. No. Yeah. 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 But it's he says
4: honest. he he kind of wrote it from a place of guilt. You know, now that his life is going so so well and is he's, mm. he's got that success, we well, must have
0: term- turmoil in the like, turmoil. Absolutely. Mm. Uh, yeah. Like, um, yeah.
2: So the thing of yeah, you've got you've been successful enough to get out of where you came from. Do you think you're better than that? Absolutely. Yes, you kind of are, but also you're not because that's where you came from. Like yeah, you yeah. don't forget your roots. Yeah. You? And,
0: mm. you know, very in the traditional sense. Are there any other? Mm. I'm, I'm conscious we're yeah, running. yeah. We're any, anything else you guys want big, to talk about? Yeah. The songs. Grant, do you have any double ticks? We oh, covered. No, I've spoken about said I certainly love Saddle and I and I liked um. I liked to use at the end. I thought it was a great, yeah, and, nice, um, something different, something different, and and um, you know certainly it's um, we don't always go for a live track at the end, mm. um, and I thought that it was really understated. There was, it was was a live track um, until right then when everyone's was clapping. Yeah, so, so was it was just just way. Sam and a piano mm. on the last yeah. one. Yeah, really, really, and it
1: has lyrics, um, which is like the whole tall poppy syndrome lyrics of. I'm crawling out of the stagnant hole that you're wallowing in, so don't claw at my ankles. Mm. Which is like one of those things of like, I'm getting out of mm. here. I'm out. And he knows that he's getting out the South Shield and the shit and everything else. And he doesn't want the other people dragging him back just because they're not doing the same. Mm. Um, which is like, and that's not a bad thing. Yeah. No. Just succeed.
2: Mm. Correct. Yeah, it's it's. There's a whole lot of positions about how he feels about his hometown across the album. So that's yeah. that's the one where he does that, and we've talked before. He was like he loves his hometown,
3: and then he hates his hometown, and it's yeah, yeah, lots of different positions. Yeah, as I was gonna say, he also um seems to pull the heartstrings of I guess the bigger artists to him as well. Like when you've got the likes of Elton John who jumps up on stage with him mm. at the the Oscars after party, like. It's just ridiculous. Like, yeah. it gets up and I think it was "Will We Talk" that they were singing. Oh, wow. It was the song that nice. they did oh, yeah, yeah. Um, on there, and it just—I was trying to think. Imagine being in Sam's shoes, like as successful as he is, like to still be just absolutely mind-blowing that, like, this royalty in music that's been around for fifty-something yeah. years, not just gets up but also knows the lyrics knows to his songs song and actually starts singing John. it out. I'm mm. just like, come on, like yeah. what a man. It? <laughs> Maybe <laughs> it's just like, me being a piano player and a keys player and, and, a and, just, and a big Elton fan. I know we're not doing Yellow Brick Road on yeah. this. So, <laughs> yeah. But, um, uh, yeah, it just, that, I remember watching that and just going, wow, you, like that. Next level. Uh, I, would, yeah, I nice. wouldn't be sleeping for a week. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. Nice. Unbelievable.
0: Any other tracks that you guys want to talk to? Moment, up likewise. to a final pitch? Yep, final pitch then, guys. Well,
4: gonna, yeah, I'd, I'd have to say um, it's probably Sam's raw talent that just comes through um, and the energy from first track to last track, even the, the ones where it's a bit more stripped back. But there's not a boring moment on the album for me. Every, everything is, he, he's got you, got your attention um, and just see a raw emotion. You know, that's when I first heard Dead Boys. It just immediately grabbed me and every song since then um, mm. has, has felt the same way. Yeah, yeah.
3: Yeah, it's kind of two things for me. One, that what Nathana just said about that raw emotion that he brings. Like, I tend to focus first of all on, uh, I guess, the music side of things and the production and and sort of, I guess, how that all intertwines. And and in a lot of cases, the lyrics come second. Mm -hmm. Like, it's like, okay, well, I love this song. Like, that's hooked me in. Now, let me. Understand it more, or mm-hmm. I found myself just with all of these, just all of the all the tracks on this album. Even when we were going and listening to this in the lead up to, to coming into in the podcast, just understanding more and more about, I guess, the stories and experiences he has behind every every track. But also, the biggest thing probably for me is back on the music side of things. If you listen to all of these songs just individually, you would never think that they make up an album. But when you to in my in my opinion, when you listen to it from beginning to end, it just somehow slots together right up until that very last track just perfectly mm. but yeah there's there's a lot of different things that happen on a lot of the tracks where you think how, how would this be on an album yeah with with a previous track that you just heard but mm. somehow he's made that work and i'm like well done
4: and he even recorded it over about i think he said five yeah. or six years so yeah sometimes he did a i think he did a vocal of one song five or six yeah. years ago and then built the song around the vocal, mm. um, five or six years later, and, and then he's got nice. that
3: song that he wrote five minutes before a show. Yeah, mm. Mm. and so, but somehow he's he brings crafted it, it really well on the tracking track order. I'm like yes. that again from listening to an album from beginning to end, just superb. Mm. So that's why I think it's flawless. flawless.
0: Awesome, <laughs> excellent. Well, let's go. Let's go over to you, Liam. Cool. uh hypersonic missiles by Sam Fender. Thumbs up, thumbs down so
2: i'm getting sick of saying this and one day i'm going to not say it because i'll have actually done it but i need to stop listening to these albums in the background before i actually sit down and listen to it properly Mm -hmm. and i say this every time you
1: do say it literally every time i literally
2: say it every time because when i first listened to this album i was i was on my way to work or i was driving doing various things and i was like it sounded very produced it sounded very like there's a bit of that sheen on it like it's very carefully and that sort of put me off a little bit i was like i'm not sure if i'm really going to get into this and then when I sat down and listened to it, I was like, "Oh no, hang on!" And actually look at what he's singing about and what he's talking mm-hmm. about, and the really important themes and the songs and things he's thinking about. It blew me away. So like the the pop chain stuff didn't matter. Like it doesn't. It doesn't. Like yeah, it's there. Yeah, that's part of the sound. You're on a big label. You've got you know probably some mixing or mastering that's helped you with that. But it really yeah, it literally didn't matter. Like I said, the white privilege one took me off a little bit when I thought he might have been mocking it and there was almost a bit like a a bit of a both, you know, good people on both sides feeling to it. But when I actually looked up what his history is and what his position is on that, it was much clearer. So yeah, awesome ideas, awesome musicianship all the way through. Like you said, lots of really great talent, lots of different ideas. Um, he, He takes from Bruce Springsteen very liberally, I'm not sure it's just because I love Bruce Springsteen that much that I'm okay with that. Like, I'm sure if he was sitting for someone that I didn't like or someone didn't love Springsteen as much as I did, they might go, I didn't really like how much he did Mm -hmm. it, but it didn't bother me at all. Same with the last song, a live piano song is not normally my thing for finish, but for some reason it just manages to work on this album. And ending with a, a round of applause from people, I think, is really cool and a nice way to just slide straight back into the next thing. So, having put the work into it and actually listened to it properly, I'd say, yes, it's flawless. And I really loved it.
0: Wow. <laughs> hey, listen. Chair. You must <laughs> so know when you get one from Liam with a live track at the end, <laughs> I would have sworn, Liam, <laughs> nah, it doesn't like a live track at the end. There you go. We can all grow in this experience. <laughs> if, they end if, end if their live tracks at the ends were always as good as this one, then I'd be.
3: They'd, Love it it wouldn't tally, be such no, a thing. Sure, so, sure. so, so when yeah. we do an album, we've got to put a live track at the end. <laughs> we've got, then we got Liam on board. Yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah. Well, you'll, you'll, you'll do well. <laughs> to, to keep
1: yeah. It. George. So this album liberally takes from other artists as we've addressed throughout. So we've got the Tom Petty. We've clearly got the Springsteen. And when I listened to it the first time and I had no research, I was like, oh, he's trying a bit of Buckley there. Mm-hmm. And then I learned that he was using Grace as his like mm, yeah. vocal I training. And I was like, oh, okay, that makes perfect sense. Um, so, um, yeah. So it's... Um, we, we've got, what, 48 minutes of music and he's got songs about things that I care about and he's singing about things that I care about he's writing stuff that I care about he has ADHD and autoimmune which I have so I'm immediately drawn to him um, obviously and he's from the UK Um, and I can't believe I hadn't heard it properly like in advance so it does ebb and flow between The soft and the loud, and the different instruments that come in, but I do think it flows quite beautifully. Um, Unlike Liam, I actually got bothered by the applause at the end of "Use" at first because I thought to myself, "Yes, that was a cracker of a song. You didn't need the applause at the end to prove it was live, like that." that bothered me at first because that was me thinking to myself this is your debut album and you're just showing off that you've got this perfect pitch and you're playing this perfect piano and then you've got this applause in an audience and I'm like why would you do that on your debut album and then I thought to myself the aplomb of which he's brought the album and and the social commentary that he's covered why would I get pissed at like seven seconds of applause (laughs) at the end of an album when he's delivered like 48 minutes of something that i would say is flawless so despite that applause of me thinking you cocky bastard (laughs) um i'm gonna put it down as a flawless show now Now, because i just
2: to jump in there i when it was live I thought, I didn't know. I was torn between, is he live? Like, it's a live at a concert, which is what we would normally expect it to be. But you didn't hear any crowd noises before that point. Mm -hmm. So I was thinking, oh, did he mean live as in just point a microphone at me? I'm going to sit down at the piano and play this song in the studio now. We've captured it live. And it wasn't until the applause that I realized he was actually in the live thing. So I had the different... I, I thought it needed that applause just for me to go, oh, he's actually captured that playing live.
1: Well, it, that first, I thought it was a cocky little shit.
2: Yeah. <laughs> um,
1: and then I was like... I'm getting that. Actually, no, it's not a reason for me to say it's not flawless because the fact that he was playing, the first time I heard it, it was so perfect. Like, the him and the piano were so perfect if it weren't for the applause, I would never have known it was live. Mm. Yeah, yeah. So. yeah. It, did, it didn't well, sound like do. a live recording. Yeah. yeah, for sure. So instead of okay, coffee, I'm like, I'm actually proud of the kid. Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah, so I'm saying it's flawless. Anyway, it's Grant, it's over to you. Yeah, no, I just, you're the decider.
0: And no pressure, huh? No. Like, wow, I've got four <laughs> on one. Everyone <laughs> thinks it's flawless and it's up to the African. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, look, never heard the guy. Opening track, I think you described it well. You know what you're in for Mm. from the very beginning and and acknowledging what's been previously stated. Certainly heard Spring. I'll need to look. look, I dig Tom Petty as well. I have to now think about where he's in there. But um, yeah, heavy themes, great musicianship. uh, And yeah, I thought it was flawless. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Sure, (laughs) I did. Of course, guys. Amazing. Nice. Really, really great album. So. Um, thanks very much for, mm. for bringing it. Yep. Do you want to give an outro where we can find you guys again or are you all good?
3: Yeah, any, uh, well, not or all social media profiles. <laughs> yes. Facebook, Instagram, and for those on TikTok, that's probably where we spend most of our time on TikTok. Cool. Just starting to get into Twitch as well, but search Outer Falls or our website, outerfallsmusic.com. And we'll put some links in the show notes as well. So that will be there.
0: Thanks very much yeah, again, guys. thanks guys, guys. Thank that was really so good. So unanimous hypersonic missiles, Sam Fender. Have a listen, amazing. Thanks, everyone, for listening. We have Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram yeah. only. We're old school, yeah. It's yeah old we classic. are Flawless AMP on all of those, so you and can join And if you want the, the P.O. Yeah.
1: box, <laughs> just send <laughs> us a letter. Send us, <laughs> a, send us a
0: fax, yeah. Um, and we can communicate via yeah, short tel- tel- message telegram- service <laughs> as well. <Yeah. laughs> it's SMS for you s- new folk. Carry a pigeon. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Uh, Morse code. Um, please join us on any of those old school um, socials uh, share or like our posts or give us a rating every little bit helps us find more music lovers like you as mentioned we also have that Patreon which is patreon.com forward slash flawless AMP if you'd like to back us please check that out thanks again for listening and we'll see you next time ciao